If you're up in the air on where to go and do your shopping online, the answer is simple. Go to Amazon.com. Get the best deals on everything you need and help support Rob as a podcast when you start your Amazon shopping with our link, robaswebsite.com slash Amazon. Or for our friends in Canada, it's robaswebsite.com slash Amazon CA. Coming to you live from my apartment, it's Rob Has a Podcast. And now, here's a guy who every week puts out a podcast for every single one of Debbie's cats, Rob Sesternino. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Rob Has a Podcast. I am Rob Sesternino, and we have a very fun show today because we're going to be talking with Natalie Anderson, winner of Survivor San Juan del Sur, to recap episode number two of Survivor wrong we are coming out of a night where we did our live know-it-alls Stephen fishback and i together in person uh, which we did at the hollywood improv which was a very very fun night lots of people there and a lot of survivors there you can check out the video as well as the audio on rob of course i had my exit interview with jennifer which is also on the website and then we are going to be getting into our voicemails with Antonio. So make sure you do not miss any of it when you subscribe to the podcast. And just one other thing before we get into it with Natalie, I know in the past that the twinnies on the podcast, they can get very excited and have been known to use some words that are probably not great to be heard in public or by audiences uh, that are not ready to be exposed to some language like that. So just a bit of a heads up going in to the interview. All right. I'm very excited to have this guest on this podcast again, because it's been about a year since we talked about a Survivor so episode. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and there's so many different things that have gone on that she watched her best buddy go on to win a season of Survivor. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. She is, of course, the winner of Survivor San Juan del Sur. And you're reigning still? Yes. Miss Survivor? Uh, yes. I know. I'm like the longest reigning Not Miss giving Survivor. up the title. Here is Natalie Anderson. Hi, guys. Hi, and, Rob. And now it's not you? Nadia? No. I told her to you, pop in and say hi. You're not tricking me today? No, I'm not. All right, good. I appreciate that. <laughs> but see, once you try, once you trick me now, every time I'm gonna have to say. I know, and I tricked you on like on a video Skype too. <laughs> oh, I'm easy to trick, unfortunately. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how are you doing? Everything's good. Everything's good. Uh, you know, I'm still in Jersey. I met last weekend. I got to, not last, actually last weekend, like last week again, I saw Jeremy and Val. They came up here with the baby. I drove to Boston to see the baby Remy um, the week before because it's like crazy. You know, I feel like I've been hearing about this baby forever. And then I was in Sri Lanka when he was born, so I wasn't there. So I got to come back and uh, meet him, which was fun. Yeah, what was going on? I saw a picture and it looked like it was Stephen Fishback surrounded by all of the San Juan del Sur people. Yeah, because obviously Jeremy's super close to Stephen. I feel like that's his like, no, you know, the closest guy that he has on from his new season. But not as close as you and Jeremy, right? You know what? I would think I would like to think not because we've really developed our relationship after Survivor. But they were together for I, I feel it was like maybe longer than us. Hmm. Or maybe not. I don't know. But obviously, me and Jeremy are closer now because we've had a year since our season wrap to, you know, keep hanging out and being friends. But 
um, I can tell that Jeremy really is close to Fishback. And Fishback is awesome. Like, watching the season, it was, like, kind of like, you know, he got such a horrific edit. And he used to talk shit about me during my season. So I was never, <laughs> me and Fishback were never, like, besties, obviously. But he's so awesome. And, like, I love him. He's And, you know, if Jeremy likes him, it's a good um, judge, good judge of character. So Yeah, I feel like that this is just, like, on the season still, where everybody is, you know, closest friends with Jeremy. And then they all just talk to him one-on-one. Yeah, maybe. That's <laughs> what he does. That's his yeah. move. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, I'm very excited to talk about this season. I feel like we had a really good episode. I know, super good. <laughs> to talk about. And I saw from Twitter that you were very excited about this episode also. Yeah, I mean, like, I was actually kind of uh, skeptical looking at the cast. And I was like, oh, my God, this looks like a mess. But obviously, a mess kind of works sometimes, you know? Like, the first episode was really fun. And then yesterday was, I mean, I thought, like, I, I thought it was going to be a predictable you know, ending. And then obviously it was just a hot mess at the end. Yeah. But, uh, okay. So I tweeted you, remember I tweeted you, Oh, I texted you before the second episode. And I said, watching the first episode, I called the winning guy to be the bounty hunter. What's his name? (laughs) Jason. Jason. I don't know why watching him first episode. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to pick him. So I'm just, I told my friends, everybody like that's who I picked to win. Okay. And are you feeling good about that pick of Jason? I was yesterday a little bit nervous and then I was like, okay, it's fine. <laughs> I feel like he's going to be able to like, just get by being like such a, like a, I don't, am I allowed to cuss? Yeah. If you want. Uh, it's being such a dick. Like, I don't know why he's getting away with it, but I feel like he's going to get away with it. Yeah. That'll be interesting to see exactly how much people are going to be coming after him on that Braun tribe. Now let's talk about Jennifer and the way that she ultimately went down because you were trying to talk about it last night in terms of like, you know, have we ever seen anything like this before? And thinking about it today, I kind of felt like, is there some parallels here between that tribal council and what happened there and Drew Christie and the Hunapu tribe when you guys went to that first tribal council together? Because Drew was really not in danger of going, unless you tell me that he was. And didn't he sort of get himself on the chopping block? He, Yeah, he totally put himself on the chopping block. But the difference is when we were walking into tribal, the girls, we all had it together. And we didn't, we weren't as, you know, as candid with Jeff as this tribe seems to be. We were really the girls Kelly, myself, Missy, and Julie, we kind of like were dropping hints to Drew, but Drew was not even paying attention. And then we kind of just really gave him like a really good blindside. Um, but, you know, if Drew wasn't as dense as he is, he should have seen it coming. This girl just wrecked herself at Tribal. And, you know, it was a nice move by Alicia to like kind of expose her, um, you know, and make everybody kind of question her loyalty, Jennifer's loyalty. Now, one of the things that got floated around in the game last night was the idea of, should we come together? Should we do the women's alliance? And now yeah. that was something that was certainly uh, talked about at times. and something that Drew Christie was worried about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> in Survivor San Juan del Sur. What do you think of that idea in terms of like, uh, should the women, if they're looking at it where the guys are going to get picked off at the merge, probably... Are you better off going under the radar and sort of being the one woman or one, or one of two women that are with these stronger guys? Or are you better off saying, like, if those guys are going to get picked off anyway, we should yeah. do our own thing? Um, you know, as personally, I don't think I would gravitate to an all-women's alliance. 
it did happen at the start at Hunapu and then at the end towards the end I was always voting out guys uh but at the start when I'm like in a tribe like bronze in the bronze tribe like I would not want to get rid of strong people and female or non-female but I think that it's easy to kind of gravitate to that and do that especially when the two guys are just being so alien like they're just alienating the girls and making it so easy for the girls to get together um but obviously yesterday it could have gone that way but obviously at the end um no but they lost a guy and then a girl but i don't know it's just the dynamics also depends on like the kind of girls in the tribe too i don't know it's so weird like nadia obviously like the girls try to get it together but then bela was the one person and they they were down in the numbers cuz so kim was in there so whatever <laughs> right mess damn mess <laughs> but i think it makes more sense in a season with two tribes where if you have like what happened in survivor one world where you have five women yeah. get together and then you could sort of like that could be a final five but to do it here with three women three. together yeah. that it's just the kind of thing where it's going to alienate people once you get to where it gets down to two tribes or it gets down to the merge where people are going to say okay well we have to take care of this women's alliance as opposed to some sort of structure where you can start to make everybody feel like they could potentially be part of that alliance. So I think that just on the premise of it, the idea of an all women's alliance this early in the game was a bad one. Yeah, obviously. And it didn't even work. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of re- disappointed in bronze. I really like the tribe except for Alicia. Cause she doesn't de- deserve to be on the damn bronze tribe. <laughs> but, um, you know, I really liked them and they're going down in flames. It's like, hello, get it together. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you were a big fan of Tony when he played, and he was from the Bronze Tribe. So do you identify with the Bronze Tribe? I mean, yeah, I feel like if I was on any tribe between Brains, Bronze, Beauty, I would be on on Bronze for sure. Like, there wouldn't be any doubt. Um, Like, I don't see how I wouldn't be. And I was going to tweet. I was like, oh, my God, I feel like I would be best friends with all these people in real life. But then I saw everybody was trashing the Bronze Tribe. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, I would be friends with the the biggest assholes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I identify with Braun the most. I feel like, um, you know, I just see parts of myself in, in their character. Like not all, not all the bad things and not all the good things, but definitely just in their re- resilience and their like strength, obviously. What did you think about that move that Jennifer did where she stood up at the tribal oh. council so on the bad. stool and said, you have to believe me. She she shouldn't have done it. Obviously, it didn't work. But I feel like she, she should have stuck with her guns and then made valid points about the fact that this girl was just reaching and then just kept saying that this girl is lying and say, you're going to lose without me. Like, do you see the girl that you're going to keep instead of me? But I don't know. It was just like, I just didn't see. Like, even the, uh, like Darnell did such a good job of trying to like, fight for his spot and he did it the right way and it didn't work and this girl did it the wrong way and it didn't work either so i don't know is there anything that somebody can do in that situation where they sort of got busted dead to rights and they said something they shouldn't have said what could they do to sort of come back from that if i was in a situation like that at tribal council and something that i had done was exposed i would play dumb and just deny but then i wouldn't act arrogant i would act like kind of like darnell did but not as like like not as aggressively and i would just like just plead my case and i guess that's what i would do i don't know it's it's a hard situation with the depending on the tribe mates you have and who exactly is holding that 
that vote po- the power to switch it over to you know f- to be in your favor. And you wouldn't stand on anything no. at tribal council. No way, I would never do that. <laughs> oh, I would just pretend I had an idol or something. That's like the only other thing you can do. <laughs> oh, you think that we should have seen Jennifer pretend that she had the idol? I mean, instead of getting on her bloody chair, she should have <laughs> just done that. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it didn't really work great for your buddy Keith, uh, who tried last season to do oh, that. Oh my! He didn't, he didn't even do it. The one that <laughs> Kelly gave him. Yeah, he didn't even do. Yeah, he didn't even pull it out though. He said it would be uh, cheap if he did that. Yeah, I know. Well, whatever. <laughs> I feel like that you could expect it from Keith because he's so crafty. Like not like crafty at finding <laughs> idols. Like I would be worried if Keith was like, "I got an idol." I'd be like, "Oh my god, he definitely has an idol." Yeah. <laughs> right, well, I do want to hear more about what your take was on all these people from San Juan del Sur in oh. the, in last season. But let me just talk about Beast Mode Cowboy. And so yeah. he is one of these people who, like yeah. you was mm-hmm. a crossover yeah. uh, is am i using the right term uh yes you are yes. apparently that's not the, politically that's correct what yeah cross- that's what they say on twitter a crossover so. person a crossover yeah. contestant what, what i want to say correctly yeah crossover cbs like whatever contestant crossover contestant so it's a, a coc no oh, yeah exactly okay. Nice. okay we won't use what that spells <laughs> out but so you're one of these people and yeah. so Coming in just like Beast Mode Cowboy, he came from Big Brother, you came from The Amazing Race. How much of an advantage is it for him to come into this after playing, what, 90 days in the Big Brother house? Um, I think there's more of a disadvantage coming into a situation like this, having already been on a show. He's the only guy that has been on another rea- on another CBS show before this season. Um, it's cool that the girls on his tribe kind of don't, don't see him as a huge threat and they are actually judging him like based on his, I didn't watch him on, on big brother, but they were saying like, you know, he has like a really long, a strong loyalty towards his, his uh, Alliance members. And so they're keeping him around. He's also a a freaking animal on the challenges. So why would you ever want to get rid of him? Um, But I think that the only thing they can really give you an edge on is camera, like being comfortable in front of the camera. But I feel like everybody just forgets the camera in two days anyway. So there's, I don't think there's a huge advantage. I think there's more a disadvantage coming in, having already been on a show like Big Brother or Amazing Race. Now, how come you and Nadia walk out on the beach and a couple different things. One, Jeff announces to everybody. Yeah, tells everybody. (laughs) You guys were on The Amazing Race. Yeah. And then Dale is saying, oh, we got to vote out Twinnies. We can't (laughs) trust them. But yeah. nobody's nobody cares about Caleb. Yeah, I know. Well, it's I think I think his tribe, the girls, all obviously like like him around because he's obviously like a like he's like a stud. So the girls are like, whatever, we'll keep him around. And they're going on how he played the game. Like Nadia and I were known kind of on Amazing Race as being like this really cutthroat, like and we didn't really backstab. Like the people that we were loyal to our alliance. We didn't backstab our fucking alliance. We like went against the guy, the team that had $2 million on their plate and nobody else did, you know? So it makes sense. But it, Dale is obviously super analytical and he was fucking crazy. Kelly knew, but Kelly approached me and was like, we were working together. So Kelly already knew about it, but she didn't approach it the same way that Dale did. Yeah. And they were just like a bunch of bros then. They were just like all listening to each other and, you know, whatever. 
Yeah. <laughs> but do you think that people should target a crossover person when they come into a season because they're going to be a lot more savvy than somebody who's playing for the first time? Yeah, I feel like I would if I was, um, depending again on how the person played, um, I would think, you know, why not that we can single off single out this one person like Dale did. Like she's so different from us. She's already been on a show and we want a show twice. It's not even like we won this random show and we got out early. Like we want all stars and we want the first time we lasted the whole entire season. So it was just, you know, for Nadia, it was just like ended up being way too much like going on for her. But it's interesting on Twitter, like um, some fans were tweeted like a picture they had made and they tweeted it and, showed everybody that had crossover, like anybody who's done any kind of crossovers on CBS shows. Mm -hmm. Nobody's obviously done all three. Yes. Uh, Brendan and Rachel have done Amazing Race twice and Big Brother, but I'm the only one that has won on the second try. Like nobody else has won anything uh, the second time around. Okay. So what does that mean? I don't know. Just uh, that's what the the, the person on Twitter just made. I didn't know it either until they tweeted that. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. I guess. So does that mean that you are the best crossover person ever? Um, obviously. Uh, <laughs> is there somebody won twice though? Who's won twice? Is it, oh no, Sandra's not crossover. So nobody's won either show twice. So. Yeah, I'm trying to find that picture. Uh, so this is okay. So this is all the people that have crossed over. Yeah. And so. You are the only person from Amazing Race to do Survivor. Nobody's gone in that direction. Hayden and Nobody. Caleb have come and to the Survivor. Other way. Yeah. yeah. Um, or I guess, and, and Nadia and has Boston done it Rob, Yeah, and then Boston Rob went uh, Survivor to Amazing Race, right? What do you think is the easiest order to do it? Um, I feel like the easiest order would be Amazing Race first. Why? Because you have the least amount of, um, usually, unlike me and Nadia, usually you can race your your own race and kind of not be involved with drama. And so you can race without having people feel a certain type of way about you, which is how most amazing races are. Like after the season's over, people are like, oh, they were nice. Oh, they were funny. Oh, they were this. But there was like, nobody's ever like, oh my God, those girls are backstabbers. Oh my God, those girls are vicious. Like for me and Nadia obviously left that kind of like taste in people's mouth. But most of the time you can walk away and nobody has like really bad things to say about you from Amazing Race because it's kind of like a solo game. And it's just like fun and games and just running around and like, you know, it's just getting from point A to point B with the least amount of error. So, you know. See, I would respectfully disagree. I think I would do really? the Amazing Race last because I think on Why? the Amazing Race, other than a U-turn here or there, I think there is the least opportunity to say, oh, n- you know, Natalie and Nadia, they're the, the winners from Survivor or from Big yeah, Brother. Yeah, but then if you do Amazing Race first, you can go to Survivor and you can just if you can just be that random Amazing Race team. You don't have to be, oh my God, Natalie. Like she's, But you can like, do Survivor first and then nobody even knows you from anything. But then Survivor, you have to be like cutthroat. So everybody's going to see how you are really. Yeah, like, but who cares? I mean, Rob and Amber, they were from Survivor and they got to the end under some controversy there of oh, the amazing yeah. race, race. And nobody was able to stop them because they knew yeah. that how cutthroat Rob and Amber were. Yeah, I guess also the other thing was amazing race. People are way less competitive, not like way less competitive. But like you said, there's way less room to, you know, mess people over and try and like you can't blindside people on amazing race. I mean, we blindsided them with a U-turn like, but that's all you can do. Yeah, I guess that's true. 
Yeah. So you didn't even watch with the amazing racers on this past summer on Big Brother? Jeff and they were Jackie. Amazing. No, I heard they were boring anyway. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Shane, sorry. I, I yeah, guess I should. I thought you were afraid. That I, I saw in this crossover tweet that you were retweeting Jackie from Big Brother and the Amazing oh, Race. Oh, Jackie I watched. Oh, Jackie, yeah. No, no. I thought the other team, there was another team that was in Big Brother after Amazing Race. I don't think so. Really? <laughs> I think they're the only ones. It's hard oh, no, to go to Big Jackie's Brother. Jackie's cool. I like Jackie. <laughs> What, her partner was a, a big brother person too? <laughs> that her, her partner from, they were blind date people Blindsided. on The Amazing Race. Yeah, like blind date. And then, yeah, they yeah. De- and then they put them in the big brother house. Oh, okay. So they won Amazing Race first? They didn't, they were on it. They didn't win. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. uh, so this crossover order is, is, very, is very tricky. So yeah. do you feel like, would you want to do big brother? Do you want to be the first person to get all three of these? I mean, how badass would it be if you were like the first one to be on three shows? I think it would be fun. Yeah. So you don't have to win all the shows. You just have to be on them. Yeah. I mean, I would like to do well. I'm not trying to like, you know, I did decently well my first season of Amazing Race. Obviously, I did well on Survivor. So if I go back on Big Brother, I'd like to at least make like more than 45 days. (laughs) Okay. Two questions. What's going to happen first? You on Big Brother or Beast Mode Cowboy on The Amazing Race? Ooh. I don't know if he gets like a good partner going, he could probably sell himself to get on yeah, Amazing Race. Sorry, I, I hate to say it, but the answer is going to be Beast Mode Cowboy is going to be on the Amazing Race. Yeah, him and Ty it's, Trang, mark it down. Amazing Race twenty nine. Yeah, I They're think going. You, you might be right. I mean, like, have they? Like, I'm such a unique demographic, though. Like, they brown people. Like, it's hard to cast brown people in these roles. So, mm-hmm. if they want a brown girl in Big Brother, they like obviously hello. I'm the best option. Yes. That's a good. That's a great point. I Has say. Has there been a brown girl on, uh, like, a Southeast Asian girl on Big Brother? Mm, you know, you're putting me on the spot here. Okay. It's hard for me, Natalie, because I don't see color. Oh God. It's very well, difficult for me. Well, you know how they cast. They cast seeing a lot of color, seeing all the demographics as it is, not in a bad way, but they gotta hit some some demographics, and they cast very uh, objectively. Yeah. Okay. All right. So in terms of them, Beast Mode Cowboy on Survivor. Yeah. Then uh, do you feel like that he is set up well here, that he is going to be a factor as a winner potentially? Uh, Not a winner, but I think he's doing really well right now. I think that he's like, you know, playing his cards right. Um, He's not getting on anybody's nerves. And, uh, you know, he's being really likable. And he's obviously, like I said, animal on the challenge. Like, the fuck, he ran so fast through that water. I was, like, amazed. Like, watching it was pretty cool. Um, and then, you know, the uh, bounty hunter was right behind him. So I think that he's doing a really good job. I think he's setting himself up to be definitely in the, by like, make the merge. But I don't know. Once merge hits, it's going to be hard for him because He's going to like, you know, stand out like a sore thumb and the, everybody's going to want to, you know, knock him off. Now, we haven't talked about uh, too many of the other tribes yet. Talk yeah. about this Brains tribe going okay, they're forward. <laughs> they're uh, a bloody mess. They, they're a mess, but they've been an efficient. They're like, who not? I know. I, I know. They, they're like a mess while they're on camp because they're like, like, you know, when they're idle and they're not used to being like. They can't just fucking relax and just, you know, lay on the beach and just hang out. They're like doing way too much. But uh, yeah, they're in the challenges. They impressed me yesterday. And, you know, uh, the characters are really interesting. 
have fun. Do you like Debbie? Uh, no. Debbie's <laughs> the one who's like talking a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't like her. Why don't I mean, you I like her? I don't want to say I don't like her, but she's kind of <laughs> aggravating to watch. Um, she seems like a badass, but she's just annoying to watch. Because she talks too much? She tells too many stories? Yeah, and she's just nagging everybody. Like, dude, just relax. Like, what are you doing? Go look for an idol or put your energy into something useful. Now, didn't you play with Missy? Didn't she talk a lot? Missy did talk a lot. And you know what? It's it's She did rub people the wrong way from the start. Like, a lot of people were, uh, I mean, she didn't rub me the wrong way. At the start, I actually liked Missy. And, at the, and I was like, it almost is like she's fake when she's talking, but Missy's the same now. Like, so how she was on the beach was actually not fake. Like, you'd think she's just doing it to, like, be fake and win you over, but she's actually, like, that, you know, talkative and nice in person, too. So it's weird. And, like, Alf Survivor. So do you feel like that Debbie is playing up more for the cameras? Yeah, I think she is. I think she's just out to prove that she's like, you know, the brainiest of all the brains. I don't know. Now, do you side <laughs> more with the group that's the harder workers that the that are older? Because I feel like that that was something that they always said about you in San Juan del Sur, that you always worked hard around the camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we have this other group, which is the uh, group of the younger people that sort of yeah. have targeted Debbie and Joe do you feel like that you would fit in more with the workers or with the group that's younger? Uh, you know, if I was on that, I would be like one of the workers, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be caught hanging out with them and then be associated with them. So I would do what I needed to do to make sure that the workers didn't put me in the category of the lazy people, but mm-hmm. I definitely wouldn't be like hanging out with them, trying to be besties with the, you know, with Debbie. <laughs> What about Joe? Do you like, would you and Joe have sort of like a grandfatherly granddaughter relationship? Uh, Joe's the FBI guy, right? Yes. He's a badass. Yeah, I would love Joe. <laughs> he would be like my Keith, except, uh, yeah, not as, uh, not as uh, country, I guess. <laughs> what was your take on the drinking the water out there? Did you, were you a proponent that you have to boil it all the time? Um, towards the end, Keith and I drank it, you know, raw dog. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that go? We were fine. I mean, Keith has a hearty tummy. Obviously, when we got off the beach, we were kind of probably were a little bit wrecked. But at that point, me and Keith were the only ones doing any of the water collecting, any of the boiling. And, you know, we said, you know what? If these two girls, they don't want to get up and get their water and boil their water, uh, we're fine drinking it straight. And, you know, they didn't have water for a while. And then they got up and got their own water and boiled it. But me and Keith used to just go over there and fill up our um, canteen straight out of the well and once I was drinking out of my canteen because we used to just dip it in and a cockroach like fell into my mouth. And I was just like, you know, just pretended that never happened and kept drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so what's <laughs> worse, having a cockroach in your mouth or a worm in your ear? It's probably a worm in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had that happen before? Because I know you've been all over the world. Uh, no, I've been bitten by a brown recluse, but I've never been. A brown uh, recluse? What's that? Yeah, it's like a really poisonous spider. It's in, in America. I grew up in a country where we have like the most poisonous snakes and insects. And I come to America and I was bit when I was in boarding school in Ohio by a brown recluse, which is like, it kind of kills your muscle tissue. And so I oh had to God. get like, yeah, I had to. And it, I was in the middle of nowhere. I was like in Amish country on a Montessori. <laughs> I went to a Montessori farm school. And so they took me to an Amish doctor and he just like 
first the first thing he said was like, oh, you're the first colored patient I've ever had. And I was like, wait, what's a colored person? Because I didn't get it. I just like, moved to America. And then um, he just like like sliced open my like foot where the spider had bitten me like in a big X. I still have a huge scar on my leg. And he just squeezed it out and put some kind of Amish like medicine on it. <laughs> Amish medicine? <laughs> yes. <laughs> totally like weird but no i've never had anything in my ear but i feel like it would be really painful (laughs) yeah but do you get grossed out when you saw that last week i didn't get grossed out i just felt like i could just like imagine how infuriating and how much pain that would feel like the in my ear (laughs) because you could tell like she wasn't like she was dugging it out like it wasn't like she wasn't she was really trying to you know not quit and you know, she showed that she was really strong. I was kind of, you know, would think that a tribe would put some faith in her and t- like, you know, know that she's a tough girl that they could use out there, but whatever. Now we found out that you have to put your head under water and put water in your ear to sort of like flush it out. Would you have known to do that? I told, yes, I was talking to, uh, who did I talk? I think maybe I told Fishback. I told Fishback, you can call him and ask him at dinner. I said, <laughs> you know what the, he should have done? She should have laid down filled their wall up with water, her ear up with water and it would have flowed, come to the top. I'm pretty sure I told Fishback. You I'm told sure. him at dinner or I have to call him at dinner? No, I, t- I think I told him at dinner with Jeremy that that's what she should have done. Yeah. And then obviously, especially salt water, salt water makes everything else more buoyant. It would have been even easier for that uh, worm to come to the surface. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm the new know-it-all. I'm just saying. (laughs) You should know-it-all when it comes to worms in your ears. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, definitely not survivor. (laughs) Yeah. And you can't be a know-it-all because you're a winner. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I also see on Twitter that you were very excited about uh, eating the cheek of the fish. You say that's the way to go. (laughs) No, it's so yummy. And like, me and uh, Rita and myself would like literally fight over the head uh, of Ika, who gets to eat fish head <laughs> and like the eyeballs and everything. And it tastes really good. And especially because nobody wanted to eat it. Me and like Rita would have all this extra meat and uh, cheek, uh, like fish cheek is like really flavorful, actually. I don't know. Wow. Who knew? Yeah. Uh, Sri Lankans know. They eat, they make like a fish head soup. With well, how did Rita know? Re knows because I told him I should have never told him my mom <laughs> eats fish head and my mom loves like the head of the fish. And like whenever we have like a fresh fillet, like out, out, where we get it on the beach, fresh fish, we always pass the fish head to my mom and she cleans it. And like in Sri Lanka, they actually make a fish head soup. Uh, so I told her to read and then he was like on it. And that later I regretted it because I would have been able to eat the whole head by myself if I didn't tell him. Hey, speaking of the fish head and eating the fish head. Uh, the guy who was eating that with Beast Mode Cowboy was, was Ty Trang. Are, yeah. are you a Ty fan? I am. You know, I thought I wouldn't be, but I am a Ty fan. He's funny. Yeah. He's really funny to listen to, like, the way he talks to himself and, like, kind of talks to the camera, but is just really amusing. And he does it. It's so candid and so natural. It's fun to watch. Now, he's somebody who was getting close to the Hidden Immunity Idol. Of course, yeah. uh, you were able to find the Hidden Immunity Idol back in San Juan del Sur. Do you like yeah. the way that they all have hidden? Now, I tried Clues, to explain this. Yeah. I tried to explain this. So it is a clue. He found a mm-hmm. clue to there's like a chest. And in the chest, there's a key which is hanging up from a tree. So Yeah. <laughs> but they gave him like some kind of tool to get the fucking key, right? right? To reach the so, key. 
so did he not like it was like well it was so high like how are you supposed to get up there like even with the could you have gotten up there no are you crazy so what would you have done put baylor on your shoulders yeah i would have either got you would have to get somebody or you have to throw like a rock like i would make take two rocks somehow not even rocks you can't really you got to make like a slingshot you know those things that they throw with like a rock two rocks tied to a string like i don't know what it's called it's kind of like a, I don't know, a whatever. bolo, right? Yeah, something that you can you can try and wreck it and get it entangled, and then the weight would bring it down. Why? That's a project. I mean, it's better than wrecking your feet climbing a bloody coconut tree. <laughs> I don't know if it's a bolo. Uh, what I, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but you know that game where you like launch the, like the things tied. To, I don't know. Yeah. So would you just work on this on your own? Like, because in San Juan del Sur, you said you got Baylor and you were like, hey, all right, hey, Baylor, this is what we're doing. We're going to dig well, up. Baylor the gave tonight. me the clue. So like, yeah. and I was stuck with her. So I had no option, but I would totally recruit somebody if I was him uh, to get the idol. If I thought that it wasn't, I wasn't going to get it. Or if I wasn't sure if there was other clues around the beach for the same idol I found, because you never know, you know? Yeah. So in that beauty tribe, there's another guy on there named Nick. Do you have any strong feelings about him? He is a dating and relationships coach. Nick is the one who's like, oh my God, I'm so good looking and he's spooky as hell. Or I think he's a life coach, but he also has uh, advice on dating. He's a dockyard guy? Yes. Okay, yeah, he's spooky. He's not that handsome. He, he's spooky? That's like my new word. I could, <laughs> like So when me and I, when me and Nadia were from a Bumble and we're like swiping and love the guy who's not cute, I'm like, oh my God, so spooky. <laughs> Yeah. Well, this is a, a underreported story. So you're off Tinder now? You're on Bumble? Yes, off Tinder. Tinder's a bloody mess. Like, I got off. It's, it's literally just dick pics and that's it. And the catfish. <laughs> so uh, I'm off Tinder and now I'm on Bumble. Bumble is way better. Um, I'm still like, I feel like I'm so busy. So, and I hate like in the cold, I hate getting dressed up to go on dates. Like, I wish I could just go in my like workout clothes, which I could, I guess. But uh, yeah, Bumble is better. Okay, so can you explain to people how Bumble works? So Bumble is the same concept. Like it's that swiping. hornet that Ty Trang saw? <laughs> yeah, basically, they should make a new one. But uh, you swipe right and left. Left, obviously, is like negative. And then if you like somebody, you swipe right. If it's a match, but on Bumble, the difference is the girl has to send the first message. So you can't get bombarded by like, like messages. And also you have like 24 hours to actually commit to like reaching out and starting a conversation with the stranger so if you swipe right and you have like oh my god swipe right regret and you're like oh no he's not he's not cute you don't have to send a message and you can like have him disappear but then the guy can extend the time period uh if 24 hours goes by and the girl doesn't send a message to the guy he can extend it for another 24 hours to give you a second chance oh like like, jeremy got yeah, exactly. <laughs> Second chances, Bumble. Yeah, yeah. Now, did when you had dinner with Steven, did he tell you that he first met Liz on a different dating site, OkCupid? No. Yeah. Really? Yes. Uh, OkCupid? I've never been on OkCupid, but I think it used to be like better back in the day, but I feel like now it's like so ridiculous. I've heard it's like, I've heard nightmare stories about <laughs> OkCupid. All right, well. But <laughs> you'll have to <laughs> tell me over dinner some, some uh, nightmare okay cupid stories yeah not me thank god but like <laughs> friends 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Let, of the <laughs> of the people on this season. All yeah. right. So, tell me who you're swiping right for. It doesn't have to be for who you want to date. Yeah. But just tell. Okay. So you you're so Jason is somebody. Jason, yes. Jason gets a right swipe. Um. Let's talk about it. Let's give you some. Other, I'll give you some other people. You tell okay. me if you're swiping right or left for them. Okay. Okay. All right. Talk Give me, me some descriptions too, okay? Because like the names are kind of like okay. still not sunken in. All right. How about Anna, the poker player? Uh, she is uh, from... No, left. Left? Yes. You're out on her. Why? I just don't think she's like in the game. I just don't think it's going to... It's not going to go well for her. Why? You have a, just a gut feeling on her? I just have a gut feeling. I just don't think she has it in her to do anything. Like, okay, yeah, we know you want to use your boobs, but... Like, I don't know. It's just not enough for me. Yeah. Do you not like that in these Survivor players, like the uh, women who are going to play the flirt card? No, I think, you know, I'm I'm going to respect it as if, if you can make it work. But usually girls don't have, like, the other side of it to make it work. Like, if you're being strategic about it and you're using your flirtation and your, you know, your looks and, like, guys, and you're using it the right way, there has to be more than just, Oh my God. Oh my God. I have big boobs. Like you have to put a thought process into it, you know? Like, so if you can balance it out and you can work it, go ahead, honey. I'm not going to hate, but I don't think she's got it in her to do it. Let me hear about Michelle. She's also from New Jersey. Oh, Michelle, you know, I met her at, um, at, uh, the Zach Brown band concert in at med stadium. And she came up to me when we were, I was just with my, uh, went to the Zach friends. Brown band concert. Yeah, I listen to country music. It's weird, I know. I'm like, wow. Yeah. I didn't see that um, coming. Yes, I love them. They're amazing. And um, anyway, so, and obviously I love Baylor. She's so cute. No, she has a new album coming out too, which is I'm excited for. Um, anyway, yeah, she comes up to me and she's like, oh my God, I'm going to be in the next uh, Survivor. And I was like, I was like, oh, yay, Jersey. And um, she was like, yeah, it's Bronze Beauty. And I was like, oh, what tribe are you on? She told me. And she seems really nice. Uh, she hasn't got that much personal attention on the beach, but you know, I'm always proud when there's somebody from Jersey out there and you know, we have some Jersey winners. So hopefully she goes far. Okay. So I brought up Nick, you said he was spooky, but <laughs> you didn't get into why. So why are you swiping left? Well, just the, I guess like they have to act like, you know, they're on the beauty tribe, So they have to act like they think they're the shit, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Just no. I, he I, he hasn't got any airtime either. I feel like. Yeah, I don't know. He was very quiet in this last episode. Right, what yeah. about on the brains tribe? What about Neil, who is the like ice Neil. cream vendor? You like yes. him? Why? I like him. First of all, he's a twinny, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And Nadia actually really likes um She likes the three like three twins or whatever ice cream. So you like him um, because his ice cream is named Three Twins? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but he's good on the beach. Uh, and um, no, I like him. He's like not aggravating and he's he's fun to watch. And I think that he could be, I think he could be one of the guys who could go really, really far. Because if he makes merge, he's not going to, you know, be one of those, you know, guys that like Jeremy and John that stick out and people automatically want to go after. And I think that he can, you know, make a good run for the end. Okay. So what about the woman that Stephen Fishback met on OKCupid, Liz? Oh my god, that's who she met? Yes. Oh my god, she's a the she's a cute girl on the brains tribe, right? Yes. 
oh my god i to- oh i didn't even know who you were talking about i told him at dinner i was like oh my god the the prettiest girl on the on the season isn't even on beauty she's on the brains tribe and what he said about this he didn't say anything. He, didn't uh, tell me. he was just like, uh, I know. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't tell me. Oh my god, I matched with her once. He didn't tell me shit. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. That's funny. <laughs> so wait, did he get him on uh, get her on Survivor? I think that he made an introduction. Oh my god, that's cute. Yeah. She's fun to watch, and I think that she, um, she's you know, she's cute. Yeah. So you feel like that she has potential? Yeah, I think she has potential. If. Uh, if she can make some solid alliances just cause she's kind of like already like dealing with like mental issues, like she's breaking down a little bit. So she needs to just suck it up and, you know, get some solid alliances going. Cause she's really likable and she's not, uh, she, nobody's like talking shit about her and she can just, she just needs to toughen up a bit. Like this whole cast, it's like, come on, get it together. You're out there for three days. Oh my God. The girl from Boston, Cambridge, so embarrassing. I told Jeremy, I was like, <laughs> Who, Julia? Yeah, I was like, get your girl. It was, she came through with the damn puzzle or whatever, but like she was so bad that first episode. Why? What did she do that was so bad? Isn't it a girl from Cambridge crying for no reason and freaking out? Oh, oh, Aubrey. Aubrey, not Yeah, Julia. I thought you were talking about Julia. Yeah, I think they're both. No, they're, said, they're, no you're right. I think you're right. They're both from uh, the, that Massachusetts area. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, Aubrey, Aubrey. Aubrey, yeah, she nice. was having the breakdown. I was like, girl, get it together. Yeah. <laughs> What, you didn't have any breakdowns on Survivor? Okay, I ha- okay, like Nadia. Okay, that was day three, two, but it was just. <laughs> and then I didn't cry or anything until exile. Okay, so. Yeah. All right, well, talk to me about Scott Pollard. Now, you played on the season with John Rocker, but yeah. you ultimately, you know, had a good relationship with John Rocker after the yeah. game. So what do you think of Scott Pollard? I think he's like John was way nicer uh, when he was first out there than him. John Rocker um, was nicer. He was nice on the not to me, <laughs> but like to his tribe mates. He wasn't like being as aggressive as yeah. this guy. He was actually trying to help Val. Yeah, he was and, jerks like, to you guys, but he was nice to Koyopa. Yeah, he was a he was nice to Koyopa, except for like you know like. I think he said like mess. He used to like make fun of Bela and Jacqueline, but <laughs> not he was nice to Nadia. What did he, he used nice to say to about them? He used to talk, he used to, Nadia says, he used to just, in front of the girls, he'd just be like, you gotta be more than a pretty face to make it out here. You, like, you're not worth anything. Just, just talking shit in front of the girls. But not to, not, not about Nadia and Shut Val. Shut your mouth, homie G. <laughs> yeah. Not about, not about Nadia and Val, just about like Jacqueline <laughs> and Bela being, like, Bela was legit scared of John Rocker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can imma- I can see that. I mean, what what is she like? Uh, just twenty one, yeah. yeah. He's, you know, yeah, when, like when me and John Rocker were fighting, they were the, the girls on that camp on that tribe were crying, and I was like, "Why are those girls crying?" Like, I'm the one arguing with him right now. <laughs> <laughs> so Scott Pollard. So you think that he's less nice than John Rocker? So that sounds like a swipe left. Yeah, but I, you know, I like John. So it's uh, he's. Yeah, I don't. I mean. Unless somebody literally drags him to the end, like how somebody could have dragged Arjun to the end, then like basically had somebody that nobody would have given a million dollars to. Um, you know, right now he's obviously good at challenges, and unless the girl, the girls literally yesterday could have voted on one of the guys, which they, ugh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's weird, but he's not bad. He's just, he's just like you know your average athlete asshole, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you're just your average athlete a hole. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that he's been pretty measured. Like, I feel like that those two guys, they seem like that they're, you know, uh, they, they're kind of jerks sometimes. But I feel like that overall, I feel like that they're playing okay. No, they're playing fine. And like, listen, they, they're showing what they want to say. So like, show. So obviously this guy could be nice, like 10 hours a day and then one hour be you know, acting like an asshole and they're, they're going to show that one part. But if I feel like if I was on the tribe though, see, I can't talk shit. Cause if I was on that tribe, I would be like with those two guys hanging out and being, you know, just a bro. So I, I really shouldn't judge. Well then what about the woman who is with those two bros in Sydney? See, I would, I feel like I would be like Sydney. Uh, she's kind of quiet, super quiet, quiet, a tribal, like, and I don't know if she's just nervous or she doesn't know what to say or that's like her, Listen, I'm not getting in the way. If people are talking shit and fighting, I'm just going to be quiet. But um, I like that she was, when she was with the girls, she was playing up like, yeah, let's stick together. But then at Tribal, the guys respect her and she's one of the bros too. And that's kind of how I was on Hunapu. I was one of the guys. Like Drew would tell me, in, like Drew would talk to me and be like, yeah, these bitches, these bitches. And then, you know, I'm standing there in front of him like, okay, Drew, I guess I'm not, I'm one of the guys with, Drew, but then I would go with Missy and Kelly, and I was one of the girls. So I think that I I like that she's able to do that. So in this season, we've seen now that the Braun tribe has lost the first two tribal councils. And of course, back in San Juan del Sur, it was Coyopa, which was losing early on. (laughs) So do you feel like is Braun going to be able to right the ship? Recover? Um, you know, it's hard to tell. They, the, Alicia is, wait, Alicia's the blo- Blondie. Yes, Blondie. Blondie is completely useless. So <laughs> if they, like, if they have to do something physical and they have to She got the fire her, started. Okay, she has flint, Rob. Don't give her credit. <laughs> she didn't lose support. it. That's better than Hunapu. Okay, but we made, like, listen, okay. <laughs> I, I don't want anybody giving anybody credit for making fire with flint like you're supposed to be able to do that okay she we didn't made- break the flint like keith nail they still made fire oh no they didn't make fire there. <laughs> but like okay i made fire like what day 33 exhausted with a wrecked flint and a machete that was blunt that it couldn't even cut a it couldn't cut like i don't know it couldn't cut anything okay so i don't want to hear anybody saying oh my god she made fire it like- only took five hours yeah they're all a damn mess for that okay <laughs> but uh <laughs> But yeah, I don't know, like they're, I, if they have to pull out a win, otherwise they're going to have to do some kind of merge ASAP, like kind of, some kind of swap, yeah. which is going which is going to suck. Cause it's kind of fun to see uh, people develop relationships. And then, you know, if those relationships are strong till merge, that's like really fun to watch, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sure we'll come back to talk more about Survivor Co-Wrong, but I, I want to talk a little bit about the second chance with you because yes, let's do that. it yeah. was such a weird season where you had Ooh. these three people that you played with that yeah. were all people that were from your original tribe in Hunapu. Do all, so well. They all went really far. They went oh, to the, yeah. the final six. Half of the final six were people What's that were on your your original tribe. I know. So, of course, uh, you had to have been thrilled for, for Jeremy. Yeah. Did you feel really good about his chances when he first left? Um. I felt like he had a good group of guys um, to work with. If You know, he had such strong um, characters. And, like, if there was another big, 
muscular guys and it's so sad that that's how we're going to judge when you see somebody on the beach and you're automatically going to think all right this guy can make pass merge this guy needs to get out cuz he's going to be good at challenges but he had a nice you know set of uh, he had a nice deck walking in i didn't think he was going to win wait hold on say I, that again i said he had a nice deck oh, <laughs> no <laughs> he was shuffled in a nice like you know you know nice, nice deck of deck. Yeah. he had a nice uh you know a set of cards with him so like all the guys didn't made it seem like he could go far but i didn't think he was going to win obviously i was hoping he was going to win uh and like praying that he would win but i never thought that he would actually be able to pull it off mm-hmm. you know that amazingly yeah i do think a lot of it comes out of how you came out of your first season i think that he yeah. just, he had he was coming in with like a really good reputation where he yeah. really didn't have to screw anybody over the mm-hmm. first time around and he was able to really sort of like build off of that in the so second game so much to do with it yeah it has so much to do with second chances because literally and he got out before he could really show any any real strategy or any real you know like you said backstabbing and so it's it's so much better if he what the way he went out and he kind of stayed neutral on the scene versus having people feel a certain type of way you're coming in as a cast like how much like you have everything stacked against you because you know you've shown everybody how you play and how you know vicious you can be and how cutthroat you can be it's really hard to come back from that um but yeah i was so stoked i was in sri lanka and some uh, fans tweeted me some link and i watched it illegally live in sri lanka with my parents and my mom starts crying um cuz they feel like they know Jeremy and like uh it was so awesome to watch i only caught like the final and i i thought i'd miss final speeches but then you know i realized that there wasn't final speeches just questions but it was awesome to watch um that happen and like like the whole revealing the baby was you know so intense it's nuts yeah now has Jeremy bragged to you that he won with a shutout and nobody else even got any other votes, but other people <laughs> voted for Jacqueline well, he and Missy. He hasn't bragged, but you know, I can then, if he brings that up to me, then I can be like, dude, I, did, I didn't get any votes against me the entire season. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> and also I was on a blood versus water. If you have relatives that are sitting next to you at, at, at you know, I'm just saying, this is my case. Okay. If I was in a non blood versus, if I was in a non uh, blood versus water season, there's no way I would have won unanimously. Mm-hmm. It's because I was I was sitting with you know a mom, his daughters across from me, and a a girl whose fiance is across from her. There's no way those people are gonna give me their votes. And then Reed obviously voted because he just didn't like Missy. But whatever, <laughs> we're not like competitive about it. But I'm just saying. <laughs> when Jeremy played the idol for Steven. Did any yeah. part of you feel like, oh, this is just like what I did uh, with Jacqueline? Yeah, I mean, I felt like, you know, you, it's not like he learned it from me, but it reminded me about the the way I played it for uh, Jacqueline, but Jacqueline was not in my alliance, you know, so Jacqueline didn't even know, like, that I like, like, I was saving her, Jacqueline and me never talked real strategy before then, me and Jacqueline were not allies, uh, so it made, I think that my play was, you know, different because it was so unexpected like Jacqueline didn't even know what the hell was going on because we were not we'd never been allies we never were con- like confidants we just faked it and then they betrayed me and I I hated her after that so it was never like I liked that girl I just did it for my own like 
my my own self, nothing to do with the fact that I trusted her or anything. I didn't even trust her at that point. Have you guys ever talked about how at that point at the final 10 where Jeremy gets voted out and you're sort of like, you got screwed over, you're feeling like you could be the next one to go and that eventually one day both of you guys are going to have won the game? I know it's so, this this thing called Survivor, you know, it's literally like the most surreal and I feel so blessed to be able to have played the game and met so many amazing people, but I remember when we got back from Nicaragua and Val and Jeremy drove three hours to meet me and Nadia. So Jeremy wanted to meet Nadia and Val wanted to meet me because Val had heard so much about me from Nadia and Jeremy obviously knew so much about Nadia from me and then from Val. So when they drove up here, like I remember meeting Val for the first time, like the only interaction I'd had with her was me throwing her off like the sumo at sea. Um, And it was like so weird. And now a year later, when Jeremy got back from his season and I saw how skinny he was, I knew he had done well. Uh, But it's just so weird. It's just, I don't know. It's just like you can't even describe it, but it's an awesome feeling. Now, when we talk about this Hunapu tribe, you know, we talked about, okay, Koyopo was probably the screw up tribe. But this is really an incredible tribe when we take a look at all the people that are there, you know, between... And people always like on Twitter, these dumb, like not dumb, but like they always want to attack me saying that I'm not a Kelly fan. And it's messed up because it's not like I'm not a Kelly fan. I'm just so like, I'm just closer to Jeremy. So obviously when I'm like expressing things or I'm tweeting about things, like obviously Jeremy's like going to be my number one. And, you know, Kelly and Keith, I was so proud of them. And I was happy that they got voted on. I tweeted for Kelly to get on because that was my tribe for back in the day. And me and Kelly were close and I, you know, I knew she was would be good at playing a game, but um, you know, I'm nothing but love for Keith and Kelly. Just on when I'm expressing things, obviously Jeremy is you know my number one guy from my beach, and so. Uh, but yeah, I'm so proud of both of them. And Hunapu, like you said, is a pretty uh, for all the shit talking we got uh, about our tribe and not being like a survivor, uh, witty season and stuff. We did pretty well. Yeah, I mean it's a pretty. Uh, Stack tribe in terms of like just looking back at it. Yeah, challenges and everything. Look at Keith. Keith's the only guy that has won the same challenge twice, right? <laughs> yeah. He I mean, beat me in that challenge and then he won it again on uh in Cambodia. It's crazy. So you have in this tribe, okay, so of course uh Drew Christie, uh one oh, yeah, yeah. of the you know all time <laughs> memorable survivors. Yeah. Uh and then you have Kelly, obviously. Yeah. Uh yeah. and then yeah, but probably your you got Julie McGee. That's probably yeah, the yeah, one, like, you know, black her, mark of uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then you have Jeremy. Yeah. Okay, who's gonna come back and win in the second chances? Yeah. You have Reed, who was feisty, gave a yeah. very memorable speech. Also, totally. Uh, you have John, John, who was a big threat. Stephen thought he was gonna win the whole season. Yeah. Uh, and who also got a call back for second chances but didn't answer. But then forgot yeah. to answer the phone, right? Yeah. <laughs> who got engaged right afterwards? So cute. Yeah. Uh and then you have Missy who's a finalist. Yeah. And then and you, who's the yeah, winner? I know. Seriously, like when they were dividing up Koyopa and Hunabu, obviously so the dynamics of so and everything messed up everything, but like so would have been on Koyopa and I feel like having the girls numbers together could have saved that try. But obviously Hunapu was just like, we were just, you know, destined for greatness from the start. Yeah. I think I forgot to say Keith, but obviously we know uh, what Keith's about. Yeah, but seriously. So 
Talk to me a little bit about Kelly because you were out there and you played with Kelly and you got to see her, you know, the entire time that she was in the game up until she switched back in San Juan del Sur. So did you feel like did Kelly end up playing a different game this time around or did Kelly just play the game that she was already playing that people just didn't know about in San Juan del Sur? I think Kelly was playing a similar game. I just feel like, you know, Dale was just... It's it's really hard to play with a loved one like that because it's polar opposites. And like, she just was like, with the numbers, there was nothing she could do. And she, I just feel like she didn't have any fight in her. Like, once she got, you know, switched over, she she should have just voted for Dale. I'd like voted out Dale. But she kind of just was like, you know what? This is not going to be my... Wait, would my, you have been able to vote out Nadia? Yeah, if Nadia acted like Dale, I would. <laughs> <laughs> well, she kind of did, I guess. <laughs> no, but like... I, I just feel like she just was like, listen, this is not going to be my season. Like, I might as well just go out early and wait for my comeback because she kind of knew that. <laughs> she, she was like, already playing for the second chance? Yeah. Who the hell knows? Probably. Like, it's Kelly. Come on. So. Wow. And uh, I feel like she just, you know, if it, it obviously worked for her for hiding some of her strategy, but she, everybody kind of knew that Kelly was, uh, you know, one of the like pupils of the games and like a pupil of the game. And so she uh, had potential and uh, you know, she really did well this season. I'm, I'm really proud of her finding idols, playing idols. Like it was really fun to watch too. Was there anything that she did that you felt like came out of watching you in your season? Um, I feel like you learn every season from somebody, especially from girls. I feel like we can really, analyze and like study the way women like and Kelly like she wasn't one of the girls who uses like you know the dumb things out there on the beach she actually worked for stuff and she worked with girls she didn't float her way through any you know anything to get what she wanted she was actually like always probably the opposite where she was mm-hmm. usually at the bottom like we were different because I was never um I was never at at like odds end unless when my whole alliance flipped on me I could have been but then I just decided to suck it up and you know thug it out but um I don't know you should ask her if she learned anything from me I can't really think of anything <laughs> well I think that you brought up a good point and I've talked about it before on the podcast that I think that there's uh that's the thing about the two of you guys that I think is similar where you guys both have this thing as younger women who I feel like it's very common. We talk about every season of, oh, I'm going to play like Parvati. I'm going to be like the Parvati game. And that's sort of like shorthand for I'm going to play the flirt game. And it's not yeah. something that really either of you guys have ever relied on in your survivor game. And I think that's yeah. a very, I think for a lot of young women who will watch the show, I think it's that's sort of like to see people who are, you know, strong young women be able to have success in the game and not, rely on that as sort of like their trump card in the game yes you said like you hit it on the nail and it's awesome to watch a female like kelly because even like back in the day like when we were on hunapu kelly would be one of the girls with me getting wood getting you know while julie was like picking up twigs from around the dam you know like and trail mix yeah and trail (laughs) kelly would be with me like we would be getting wood and so she was like from the start you could tell that she wasn't one of those lazy girls um, and who didn't want to fit into the stereotype that was easy to fit into. And like, yeah, you're not going to get any of the perks uh, that come along with 
you know, people giving up reward for you or feeling bad for you. Nobody felt bad for me. I mean, when I cried for Nadia, like people felt bad for me, but nobody ever was like, oh my God, Natalie went to exile twice. Poor her. No, they never felt bad for me because I was always strong. Like when John Rocker wrecked me on the beach and cussed me out and threatened to beat me, nobody was like, oh my God, poor Natalie. Everybody was like, okay, are we done? Can we go back to camp? Like, right. You know? um, That's so, a good point too, that you're not really criers. Yeah, yeah, Kelly's not. Kelly's like, you know, stone cold like myself, except for Nadia. Obviously, that made me not right. stone cold. But, you know, uh, yeah, that's, I like that. I like that, um, you know, there have been girls in the season recently that, you know, show that you don't have to fit one stereotype and be the girl that's going to be like, yeah, if I have to press my boobs together, I will. Yeah, that really annoyed you. You didn't like that. Uh, I mean, like, like I said, if it's strategy and she can back it up with a little bit of more than just her boobs, props to her. But it's not I think my she style. Can, to be fair, I do, really? I do think. Well, okay, she's Rob, a poker we'll player. You That's can't just true. you can't just wear like a low cut look top good and that, be successful at poker. Yeah, but look how good that other idiot poker guy did last time. I'm going to carrot. <laughs> yeah, carrot. Useless. <laughs> Although I do have to just fact check myself that. In Kelly's San Juan del Sur bio, they asked her, what survivor oh God, did she say poverty? are you most like? <laughs> poverty what shallow. She- She's a strong, intelligent woman who did what she had to to get to the top, which is not untrue. Not untrue. Not untrue. Yeah. And like, <laughs> listen, like you can't hate on her. Like whatever. Yes. Go, it's the dumb girls who think like, oh, I'm going to just be like poverty and just, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. If you go and actually take a look at what poverty did, it was not all just yeah. the flirt game as a lot of people. Yeah, just- she was out somebody who could back it up. She was a badass on challenges and she wasn't, you know. Just like quitting challenges and asking, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. How about Keith also in returning to play the game in Cambodia? Now, I felt like you got to see a lot more of Keith's personality in San Juan del Sur. And he certainly had his moments uh, out there in Cambodia with driving the tuk-tuk around or whatever it's called. Uh, Did you feel bad for Keith uh, when they had that tiebreak vote at the final six? And uh, it was very, he couldn't really follow what was going on with the rules. Yeah, I just, I, when he was like, you know what, I'm going to go home. I wanted to get up, jump into the TV, like literally yank him and put him back in the seat and like, Keith, stop being an idiot. Like, I couldn't even believe Like he was just getting confused. And I think he just was like, you know what, like kind of over it. But um, I think that it's, it's, it's hard going out so close to the end twice. You know, I don't know. It, I, it was hard for Keith, even at final this time, you know, watching him, he was emotional at the finale again um yeah i don't know keith's a badass and like honestly it's so fun to watch him and he's so good in challenges like it's um but he's had a good like his survivor career so far has been pretty awesome i wouldn't i wouldn't i don't think he should complain about how he's gone out but it is hard yeah i mean it's very impressive that he has a fourth place finish and a fifth place finish on his resume super impressive yeah i mean it's it's not easy and like he did it no, like everybody knew he was good on challenges and he still managed somehow like just being so likable on the beach, being so useful, uh, still getting by as far as he did, you know? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he played again and he was in top five again. Do you think he would play again? Has he told you? <laughs> well, you know, we have uh, breakfast uh, every so often, me and Keith <laughs> Nail, and uh, we, we're, we're talking about it. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to betray his confidence. I don't know if Big D would let him go back. <laughs> Why? She, would, she doesn't want him to play anymore? 
No, it's just like, you know, it's it's emotional for a family. Like I know like it like, obviously like Nadi and me, like we we have like nobody's like our parents are anyway in Sri Lanka. We don't uproot ourselves from anything. We don't have any like I mean now I have commitments because I'm in school and stuff back. But um yeah, I don't know. It's hard as a family guy and you know, having a wife, it, I think it's it's hard to like go through that over and over again. Do you stay in touch with Wes at all? Um on Snapchat, like like sometimes we'll just snap dumb stuff to each other but um yeah i mean we're like i haven't been on a we have a group chat with uh sam wondell so but it's been kind of uh inactive for uh, a while. slowing down slowing down we have like you know we, everybody's got our side group chats going on now the main one is the main one's dead <laughs> <laughs> how about the amazing race 21 group chat um me nadia and uh, james uh on a group chat Which together. James? James, gay James, blonde <laughs> James. Uh, not which, the other one, one is a mess. Uh, the blonde one. Okay. <laughs> James with a Y, honey. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, obviously he's like our bestie and like we've been in each other's eyes for so long and, uh, and Reebsicle, the girl from, the Jersey girl <laughs> from Amazing Race, uh, from Amazing Race afterwards. Yes. Me, Nadia and her and James are all on a group chat together and we like talk every day together. So. <laughs> Are you watching the social media Amazing Race? Uh, no, I haven't actually watched it. I didn't watch it. Yeah, why? You don't like that they put people from YouTube on Amazing no, Race? No, it's not like I don't like it. I just literally Friday night, like only I don't want to sit at home and watch Amazing Race. So look at you. You're not even watching Amazing Race anymore. You're only watching Survivor. I know. You're talking about the Big Brother house. I know. I need to watch. I need to watch uh, Amazing Race. <laughs> I feel like I need to just get into it and then DVR, but I don't have DVR. So if I miss it, it's just like annoying. But tell me if I'm wrong about this. Cause I feel like that since you guys lost on the all-star amazing race, I feel like that you guys haven't really cared about the amazing race. Um, I didn't then. watch, I didn't watch my episode, my dumb season with uh, us losing first. I didn't even watch my, uh, the first episode or the entire season. Yeah. So yeah, you could be right because after that we're just like over it. Yeah, and that was a good episode. That you guys, really, oh I mean, God, that we was were, like uh, you guys were like the Amazing Race equivalent of Jennifer last night. A mess, <laughs> a complete mess. <laughs> and we can uh, laugh about it now because you came back no, and won. Of, of I don't course, know if Nadia can Sri laugh Lanka, about it. Yeah, they went to Sri Lanka. That's the only thing that sucks is that they went to Sri Lanka afterwards, and we weren't able to race you know, in Sri Lanka. That's the only thing that sucks. Okay. You ready to answer some of these questions I have for you from the listeners? Yes. Let's okay. do it. All right. We have uh, so many questions. I know you asked people for questions on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll grab some of those. Don't as well. answer any, don't ask any of Thomas's questions. <laughs> Why? <laughs> He's a damn mess. Which, which one? Thomas T or Thomas, uh, Thomas Scott? Jonah. Thomas. Yeah. Thomas. Thomas Scott. T. <laughs> don't anything that has to do with bagging guys don't ask me <laughs> okay like like would you level three caleb yeah. i don't even know what does that mean Would you level three level three is like home based basically well is that like uh, cricket rules no he's from minnesota it's nothing to do with cricket it's his own thing i don't know <laughs> so this is just a guy and he has like different levels yeah it's like if you if you are gonna like level one is like kiss so if you like if you level three Wait, but how like, do you know this because i asked him uh, <laughs> so this guy has levels <laughs> no he yeah like it's great so it's like yeah like yeah i we level three like that means like you banged and but this is just a random person 
No, he's like, he came to, we, Nadia and I met him first at uh, an amazing race casting call in Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. But this is a stranger and he is No, explained- he's not a stranger. No, we, ex- he explained it to me in, in Connecticut. He's not a stranger anymore. So he's a friend. He was a stranger. Yes, I would consider him a friend. He's a friend and he's like, hey, Natalie, let me just explain this to you. So I have this, these levels. Well, we were like talking about Tinder and stuff, obviously. And he, he was like, at that time in a relationship and him and his boyfriend were in Connecticut and we were hanging, me and Nadia were hanging out with him and his boyfriend at the time. Now, newly single. Um, so Yeah. So is know. level three the verb or is it the place that do you want to go to level three or that um, you say that oh, I just, you know, I, I, that uh, this person... Uh, I, I, I want to like level one you right now. Yeah, like I want to, um, yeah, like I Happy guess. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, I guess it's, I don't know how he uses it, whatever. Okay. Maybe it's a game in the soda thing. I have no idea. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a, it's a game in Minnesota. No, it's a, I, I said, maybe it's a gay Minnesota okay. thing. Like, so gay, gay people thing. in Minnesota are yeah, using Yeah, maybe the maybe. gays in Minnesota say it. All I don't right, somebody know. write in and tell us what's going on. Yeah, let that. us know what's going on in Minnesota, guys, with the levels. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good. Uh, well, that's why I like to do podcasts because I feel like I get to learn so many different things. I know so many new lingo. <laughs> yeah. All right. Patrick Layer wants to know if you want a reward of a king size bed and an Italian meal, what two players from this season would you want to share it with? Any tribe? Yes. Um, if I could pick two, I would pick uh, probably Bounty Hunter just because he's so funny. Jason and uh, Jason and um, oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'd pick uh, Bounty Hunter and Sydney. Now, talk to me about the Bounty Hunter Jason. Now, when we had Corinne on during the preview, and then again last night, she was saying that she has a thing for him. That oh, you she just, does. Yeah, I feel like that's his her type, though. Like you know, Corinne? rugged. Yeah, like that's her type. Like crazy rugged and like. <laughs> Almost like offensive. <laughs> okay, but that—that's not your type. You just think him uh, as a survivor player. No, he's just fun to watch, and like he's just really amusing. And he—I feel like in real life he would be fun to hang out with. Okay, not any level material. No, no, not like Bumble swiping. <laughs> Corinne, Corinne, you better get that girl. Oh no, he's married. Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Corinne. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I, I won't. I won't. I won't even. Okay. All yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh then megan yost wants to know how did you feel about your mr miss survivor finalist games in cambodia boy that miss survivor and mr survivor it was so huge we had to even shut it down for a year what did you think about tasha and uh how far that she went in the game um i mean i was impressed both the miss survivor you know they did really well i think that kelly definitely has your fans and the RHAP, like everybody that was involved with uh, the Miss Survivor, because they really. But uh, Tasha you know, was the one that was a close second. I know, but those fans are the ones who voted in for uh, for second chances. Like, there's no way because Kelly really got such a big. Um, she got so into Miss Survivor, and I think we all did. And I thought it was all in good play. Like, I didn't think I had no harsh feelings for anybody, and it, it was really fun. But it, it did get really competitive, but. I thought it was all in fun and games. And I think that, you know, the RHAP fans, like she had, like she's thanked them a million times, but like 
you know, it was because of you guys that she got voted onto the season, I think. Because she went out so early, her first season, it would have been hard to, uh, you know, actually put your finger on why she deserves to be on Survivor again with such a stacked, uh, you know, com- competition. But she did it because of, because I think she got like the second win with uh, the Miss Survivor thing. What did you think about how Spencer did? Did you get to know Spencer at all from Mr. Survivor? Um, I was, I like Spencer. I mean, I, I think that he did well on the season. I was really surprised that he didn't get any votes. And so I don't know what the, the disconnect is between what we were seeing and what was going on in the beach. But um, I think that, you know, he was, he was fun to watch. It's like, I'm, I, I feel bad for him that he didn't get even one vote, but you know, that's the way it is. You shouldn't, you don't, you shouldn't feel bad. For, you shouldn't feel bad about that. You know, you made it to final three. It's pretty awesome. But I think he just holds himself to such high standards when it comes to survivor that um, it, it probably wasn't easy for him to deal with that, but I'm proud of him. I think he did well. Yeah. Brendan Fitzpatrick wants to know, how does mm-hmm. it feel to not have to relinquish your Miss Survivor tiara for another year? What can we expect from year two of the 20 <laughs> administration? Now, now, to be fair, I know I the title is is vacant. Yeah, <laughs> the, but you, I still had the crown. Yes, so yes, it wasn't a re-election. But how do you? Are you happy? Do you hope that there's never Miss Survivor again? Oh well, just I'll just be the last Miss Survivor to ever have, be like ever. Well, I, I think that we should just do one next year. Do it next year. Did you agree yeah. with my decision to not have it this year? Um, I think that you know it was a lot going on. Uh, but I think, I don't know. I mean, I'm happy, whatever. I okay. can be a survivor another year. Okay. I'll do something. I promise. You. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Uyanga B wants to know, what would you do if the idol was somewhere where you couldn't reach it? Um, I would, if I definitely knew I couldn't get it like physically impossible for me to get something, I would obviously either try like, Using something, but otherwise I would have to recruit somebody to help me that I trusted. I would have to do that. There's, um, you know, I wouldn't just let it sit there and not be able to get it in case somebody else got their hands on it. Okay. Jonathan Sloan wants to know, do you see any similarities between last night's tribal and the stick to the plan tribal council where Wes went home? Um, I guess a little bit, but like when Keith, Keith did, kind of screw himself over because he made his son go home that night mm-hmm. and if Keith had been quiet uh, you know a lot of other things could have happened um, so some similarities I think that um, you know obviously there was some talk behind before coming to tribal that got you know somebody got wind of it at tribal and then it kind of blows everything out of proportion um, the difference is that she just took it to another level while she was there like there was no recovering um Coming back from that one, she started acting the way she did. But, you know, in the end, didn't uh, who did Sydney vote for? She voted for Jennifer. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was only Scott and Jennifer that voted for Alicia. Yeah. That's crazy. Justin Feinberg wants to know, can you compare Julia to Baylor? Even though Julia is only one to two years younger than Baylor, does she appear more mature to you than Baylor did on the island? Um, I guess at the start, Baylor was immature, but I mean... I wouldn't say she was like Bela's way less. I uh, know. I wouldn't agree with that. I don't think so. Yeah. So you feel like that she's the same mature as Baylor? No, I think Baylor's more mature. I think like nobody gives credit for being able to play with your mom and being able to deal with stuff like that. Like nobody else has had to do that. And I think that 
Bela gets kind of wrecked for no reason. Um, you know, going as far as she did and being able to manipulate her way through the Koyopa, you know, the guys and stuff, it takes a lot. So I don't like really agree. Okay. Patrick has another question. He wants to know after last night's episode, who finds themselves in a sticky situation? situation. Um, I would have to give the sticky award to, I don't know. Like, I feel like now the brains just has to win. If they don't win, it's just going to be, I guess, Alicia again. I have no idea. So Alicia is in a sticky situation. She's in a sticky situation, but she seems to be doing fine in sticky situations. So I don't know. It's kind of cool how she pulled that out yesterday. It was not expected. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is a question from Zach Vossler who wants to know, are you guys coming to live know-it-alls in New York in April or are you going to break my heart to know-it-alls in a row? No, we're coming. We're coming. I'll be there. Okay. This is exciting news. And we'll just show up. Yeah. Yes. I'll surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like Baylor and Missy? Yeah, that I didn't. I don't think that lasted long. Roger that. <laughs> Missy's writing my recommendation for me for grad school, though. What is she gonna write? Well, I'm applying to uh, to the the master's program at Seton Hall for athletic training, and so I needed you know three recommendations, and I needed somebody within the last couple of years that kind of knows everything about me and like not academically, like somebody who could really testify to how strong I am as a person and like, like why I would be a good athletic trainer. And I thought Missy would be perfect. She's a good writer. And when her, she broke her foot out there, I would literally carry her from, you know, from the time they, from the place they drop us off at when, once we had done filming, like the shots where we, she was like hobbling, I would literally put her on my back and walk with her all the way back to tribal count, uh, back to camp and would take care of her. So I, I, I figured that would be a good way you know, a good testament of why it would be good for the program. So she's writing the recommendation for me. Why didn't you ask me to write a recommendation? And I know all about you. I've watched your season two different times. I know. Well, would you? Yeah. Well, you all, I guess that's true. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Put me as a reference. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to somebody on the phone. Yeah, just don't tell them that I cussed. And also, can you not put all the cussing that I did on this? <laughs> yeah. Although there's enough stuff of me out there now. I can't do anything about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is a yeah. question from <laughs> uh, Paul Borges wants to know, uh, much like how Steven dated Liz for a short period and then decided it was best if she just went on Survivor instead do you have any past Tinder dates that stand out possibly as great Survivor contestants? Oh my God, this so many would be good on Survivor, I feel like. Good TV or good players? Uh, good TV. <laughs> uh, maybe good players, but mostly good TV. But the good guys that would be good on TV, it's like I've already ghosted them and I'm not talking to any of them. So. You ghosted them? Yeah, ghosted means like, you know. Level you just, zero. Level zero and then you just disappear. <laughs> Like a <laughs> I like that. Level zero. <laughs> All right. Tamir Markowitz wants to know, who is basically a badass this season? So, um, basically, I'm a badass. <laughs> Just hearing Drew's voice is amazing. Yeah. Can you believe after oh you God. got me 
Drew's phone number back in December. Yeah. And we went back and forth like for like seven days in a row of, okay, let's, we're going to, let's talk today. And then he would, and then it would be the time. And then he just would never, would not call me. And then, and then like that night, he'd be like, oh, I, I, like, I, I, I was at work. Oh my God, late. why? And then he's like the next, he's like, like, okay, let's do it tomorrow. And we did this. He's nervous that you're going to like make fun of him, but it's all part of, like, I don't, I don't know. I wanted him to give me more predictions. Yes. I don't know. Um, he's a mess, obviously. Uh, <laughs> he's funny. I was going to call him Nos Drew Damas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that he predicted that Kelly was the biggest threat. Yeah, I don't know uh, this season who's. He didn't predict anything about Jeremy. To be fair, he didn't predict like, like a boy. If we don't stop Jeremy, that yeah, guy no, is. I, I see that guy winning a season. Yeah, that was his bro. He didn't really care. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> he didn't say, "Boy, we have to." Say, if we don't do something, Natalie is going to win this game. <laughs> he actually told Nadia at, at like when people were coming back. And then he told Nadia that I had no chance of winning the game. <laughs> All right, so maybe. So, so maybe he doesn't know anything. No, no predicting. Okay. All right, so who's uh, a badass this season? Uh, who's a badass? I would say... Don't say Jason. No, no, no. I was going to say, like, in challenges. I don't want to say just in challenges, though. Like, it's kind of early to predict. I will know. I can't pick a badass yet. No, it's too early. Too early. Okay. Who would you pick if you were picking one right now? A badass? Now? Yeah, one of the, like, a badass? I guess I would pick the FBI guy. He's yeah. a badass. Okay. He's 75. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. Yeah, I amazing. think he's like 72. Oh. Still pretty badass. Still pretty badass, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Totally. Drew Hilliard wants to know, which survivor, past or present, are you most likely to message if you matched on Bumble? And what would the message be? Whose DMs would I slide into, basically? Whoa. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, it's weird with survivor people how they do that. They just randomly But you wouldn't date dating. a survivor, right? I don't think I would. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird how too crazy. people do that. Yeah, like, I just don't. It's so weird that like, randomly people will start dating. It's like, how the hell did you guys start dating? Um, I don't know. If I matched with somebody and, like, I don't know. It's not gonna happen okay jorge alvarado says with returnee seasons being all the rage would you ever come back for an all-stars or all winners season now i watched jeff probes the other day with yeah. your new buddy Stephen fishback and parvati mm-hmm. and they oh, were talking I watch it, yeah. and they had talked about the all winter season and will will they do an all winter season and jeff said yes yes we'll do an all winter season but oh, he did he said a lot of our older winners, the winners from the early seasons, he's like, I just don't think they would get on the show right now. That yeah. Basically, he said all the winners from the recent seasons, they're all good. The old winners are boring and they need to have enough winners. He said they're boring? He didn't say, he said that basically they weren't excited. Oh, I thought you meant they couldn't, they couldn't get on the show anymore because they physically needed to be No, enough. no, no, no. It was more that he felt like that they were sort of uh, too Just boring. Like, yeah. Boring TV. Yeah. It flew under the radar too much. Yeah. So, I think they're thinking about an all-winter season. Would you, would you play cool. that? I would do that. I mean, I met Sandra and Richard Hatch and it was awesome. Like, me and Sandra were rooming together. Oh, you um, went to the Bob Crowley thing, right? Yes, I did. No, it's like, it wasn't oh, the sorry, Bob you went Crowley. to Danny Strong. Yeah, so I got to meet Richard Hatch and Sandra at the Danny Strong. We did like a fundraiser slash like, I guess like the the Wichita um, Thunder, which is like a hockey team out there. Also, I think like one of the owners 
wives was on Big Brother or something, and they wanted to host like a survivor event. So we did like a casting call slash try to raise money for Danny Strong. Um, it was really surreal meeting uh, Richard and um, Sandra. It was just like, you know, it's so weird. And me and Sandra roomed together. And it was like we were like best friends immediately. And me and Richard had just got along immediately together, too. And Richard was, you know, he was super nice during my season. He um, he said that he respected my game and he was like super I supportive. Remember. of. Yeah, he was being super nice about the way I played and um you know, so it was cool to meet him, and, and um, it was just really weird because we had four winners. We had me, no, five winners. We had me, Bob, uh, Mike, uh, Sandra, and and Richard, and we were all hanging out together, and it was just like one of the weirdest mixes, but it was mm-hmm. so fun. Um, Sandra's so funny; she's hilarious. Yeah. Now. Yeah. The all winner season buzz is there talking about like which winners are going to be making an alliance with? Uh, no, we didn't talk anything about like if we would play a game, actually. We were all just like talking about old stuff, but I'm surprised that that didn't come up and people weren't like, oh my God, like, like what if we get to play a game? Like I, we, we mentioned like coming back and if we would go back yeah. and stuff, but we weren't talking like psycho crazy people like oh my god like let's work together should you go beyond big brother sooner than that and lose on purpose on big brother what do you mean go on big brother yeah and get voted off first and then people will say oh natalie what what an idiot she got voted off first on big brother um, she must have just got lucky on survivor yeah. Well, I, okay. Amazing race. I did well. I didn't do because bad isn't time. your pattern you do good and then you do, then bad, do bad and then you do then good. Do Don't good. you want to get just waste that one where you do bad? I mean, would it would it suck winning Big Brother? I, the money's not that different because you get wrecked with the taxes anyway on a million bucks. Like you get taxed way less than five five hundred thousand. Mm, I'm not so sure about that. That seems fuzzy to me. That the that so five hundred winning five hundred thousand on Big Brother is almost the same as winning a million dollars on Survivor. I think you walk away with. Who told you that, Jeff Kent? No, I think you walk away with like three hundred from Big Brother. Yeah, which is like not bad considering like I walked away with like just under six hundred, like a little bit more than under six hundred. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, like I don't, I'm not married. I should just like adopted a kid before I went on Survivor. So yeah. Like, <laughs> or moved to Texas because they have no state. Yeah. Tax. Oh, that's what you should have said in the final tribal council. You could have got the jump on Jeremy. Oh my god, that would have been awesome. Hey, just so you guys know, I also I'm, I just adopted a baby. You promise? I didn't tell you the whole time. <laughs> yes. It's a boy, <laughs> and then you would have gotten all the votes. Yes. I Even know. Baylor and and John Mish. Especially them because you know they're all for adoption and stuff. Uh, and you could have said, "Then I'll let you guys have it." Yeah. Oh my god! Amazing. <laughs> you would have said, "Wow!" Natalie. I should have just said, "I'll be your surrogate." <laughs> I'll be your surrogate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Then you would have got all the votes. Yeah, I don't know. Like uh, it's always like I feel like people are always talking about you know uh, all star season, but I feel like they just had one. So like, how how soon can they do another one? Like, oh, well, people liked it though. That's Give the people true. what they want. I hope they don't do voting. Voting is a damn mess. I feel like they should <laughs> just pick. Why? Didn't you win Miss Survivor from voting? I mean, I could win voting for sure, but it's just, <laughs> you, you know, it's just, because uh, then when you get out there, it's like, it creates animosity between people that you don't want to have those vibes when you go out on the beach. Okay. couple more questions from Luke10Veldi wants to know, 
with another CBS reality alumni on this cast, which other Amazing Race contestant would you like to see on a future season of Survivor? Ooh, so good. Um, this is good Amazing Race. I would see James on Amazing on Survivor. James, uh, Chippendales James. Yes. He would be amazing. He's like a, literally one of the most, like he's like a fucking cartoon character. And he's <laughs> I like so- his uh, YouTube vampire video. Oh my God, I'm a vampire. Oh my God, it's amazing. <laughs> that was a long time ago. You should just follow him on Snapchat. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> you, I, I'll get you his Snapchat. Like everybody follow James on Snapchat. Okay. It's funny as hell. Yeah, I would see James and I would see, um, I'm trying to think who else would be good. A lot of people have like, you know, distant, like we're not that close everybody from our season. Like mm-hmm. Abby and Ryan broke up. Um, it's, yeah, I don't know. And Trey and Lexi, like, they're married and they're, like, doing their thing. Although maybe maybe Lexi would do good on Survivor, but I don't know. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Albert Vargas wants to know, how many cats do you assume Debbie owns? 30 or 40? 40. 40. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any pets? No, I haven't had a pet since my uh, German shepherd passed away like, oh. five years ago. Yeah, five, no, five years ago. But I can't, I can't emotionally go through that again, like, you know, I've had boyfriends like, and I break up with boyfriends like my boyfriend for like five years, and it wasn't as hard as losing my pet. Yeah, so, it's really, really hard. Like that was, you know, emotionally I can't go through. That. And I live in an apartment, and Amigo, like our German Shepherd, when we moved to Jersey, uh, like he was older, so like apartment life was fine. But I like big dogs, and so I would never want to put an. Um, I live on the thirty fourth floor, and so. You know, it's not like I live in Connecticut anymore or Ohio. So no pets for me. I don't do cats. So forget that. <laughs> so zero cats for you. No, I don't do cats. No, I don't know why Max is like obsessed with his cats too. <laughs> Max does. Yeah, I don't know. I can't yeah, I speak like, to that. I'm like always like stop sending me Snapchats of your bloody cats. I don't want to see them. <laughs> <laughs> he sends you personal Snapchats of, of his cats. Uh, sometimes, not all things, but it's mostly just on his timeline stuff. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm not that special. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, were you okay with the ending to the Jets season? Um, you know what? I ended up, I didn't get like the treatment Jeremy got. Like somebody should message the Jets after I won and hook me up in a suite and let me watch, uh, you know, a game with the owners. Nobody did that for me. Yeah, Woody Hello. Johnson isn't inviting you and Nadi up to the, the Seriously, I was so jealous. That was awesome when I saw yeah, that was Jeremy's cool. treatment. It was so cool. Um, but I ended up in a suite at the end of the year um, and got to watch like a game. It was like a really fun season, I would say. I would say I was very disappointed towards the end, but, mm-hmm. you know, I can't, be, I can't complain Um I'm just, uh, I'm mad that they, that they released Cromartie. I feel like they should just release um, Gino instead, but he's so, so much <laughs> well, he money. He doesn't make as much money. I was on That's a, what I'm a, saying. is so much money is tied up in stupid-ass Gino. Yeah. Did you hear about Antonio Cromartie that he, uh, even though he had a vasectomy, that his wife got pregnant with twins? Pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> it's a miracle. Apparently he got a, I don't know. It's, <laughs> uh, That'd be some final tribal council speech. Yes, and, exactly. Uh, just so you guys know, before I came out here, I got a vasectomy and yada, yada, yada. Uh, we're, we're having twins. Yeah. Uh, That's a big one. Uh, all right. Um, Natalie, this yes. was so much fun. Fun catching up. Yes. Um, this was, yes. Too, we went, this was uh, too long since we did this. 
I know. And I feel like I've literally been so busy, like Sri Lanka and that, like, I'm just trying to get my life together. It's really hard coming back uh, from filming these shows, especially me and Nadia did three shows, three years in a row. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that it's way harder than you think to come back. A lot of survivor people, like even for my season, like once we come back from the beach and you're trying to like assimilate back into real life and like get your life together, it's not as easy unless you have like, if you have kids and stuff, then you have to like, you know, you just have to go back because you have no option to like get back to the way things were. But um, I'm finally back like in my uh, like old schedule and just, you know, it's it's I'm stressed. I'm such a peasant, though, because I'm like interning and school and everything. But it's still fun. So I'm right. Because you do this crazy thing and then it's hard to go back to any sort of thing that's normal. Yeah, it is. And like especially doing it three years in a row, like your life, like. I feel like I'm looking for that crazy thing. Like, what's it going to be in 2016? Like, am I just going to be super normal? Don't do anything nuts. Like, I'm just going to have a normal life again. Like, sometimes I crave that. I crave that, like, that, um, like the schedule and like a normal pattern. But then sometimes I'm just like, oh my God, so what am I going to do crazy? I got to do something crazy this year. Hmm. So. So what if you got like a normal job and then Nadia got like a crazy job and then you guys could switch whenever you felt like, okay, I need a break from this. Me, I don't know what Nadi wants to do. Like, I'm like, <laughs> what is uh, what is she doing? Uh, I don't know what she's doing. You need to. If like, you don't know what she's doing, how how's anybody going to know what she's doing? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> she's good. Yeah, she's good. She's good. Um, we're still living in Jersey, like I said, and uh, trying to. I don't know. Just. Just do a thing, I guess. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so we need a hashtag for this podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. Would you say, was this a level three podcast? Yeah, we can do level three, <laughs> but people won't get it, would they? Uh, I think that people will listen to it. But it's funny, yeah. when I talk about the episodes of Survivor, I will call episodes of Survivor level one, level two, and level three, but I have the opposite. Level one is the best. Oh, level one I, is the I, best. I look at it like a pyramid, and level three, I think, is the worst. But when you say level three, it's like, you know, you got to the oh, best Oh, I get level. it. <laughs> oh, you get it. <laughs> I get it. I'm just saying that when I talk about the Survivor episodes, that when I talk about level one, level two, level three, level one is the best. Yeah, I guess. You could just, just I mean, like, I don't know. You could do that. Uh, or we could do, I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, hashtag what? <laughs> Let me see. I don't know. <laughs> you do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, level three. We'll go with level, level three because for the yeah. sake of this conversation, uh, that's that's good. All right. Um, let's see. Do I have any other Sam Wandel Sir sounds that I haven't uh, played yet? That this is fun to get to talk to any Sam Wandel Sir. How about I'm a meat collector? That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, these boys are so crazy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there was. It was also uh, when uh, we used to have. I'm not talking to you. Well, I heard it. Poop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, they're a mess. A whole season. I was watching the start of this season and I thought our season, Blood versus Water, could be categorized perfectly into Brains Bronze Beauty. Like, we are so stereotypical. All the people I feel like on our beach was, would fit perfectly into these tribes. Yeah. I kept thinking of that. Like, yeah, all of us. Like, Who was on the Brains tribe in that season? Brains, I would say Kelly and Dale. Unfortunately, they would have to be on the same tribe. Kelly, Dale, uh, probably I would say Josh, um, just because he's really talented, but he's mm -hmm. also really brainy. Like he went 
like he's like got his like PhD or something. I would say Josh. I would say um, maybe we have less brains. Um, <laughs> I think that's a tough season to cast that tribe. Really? Okay, just no. I'm trying to think who else brains. Um, maybe uh, Val could be brains. She's a cop and she's a mom. And then we just need one more, right? Uh, we need two more. No, because three tribes. Did you put Reed on there also? No, Reed is going to be have to be uh, bronze yeah, because put, he's so talented. Dale, Josh, you put Dale and Kelly jo- and Josh and Jay- even Val. That's only four. That's four, and then um, it has to be like um, <laughs> these guys are so dumb. Oh, Jeremy, <laughs> don't but talk we'll that way. Put, we can put stupid Julie on the brains. Tri- oh no, she has to be on beauty. <laughs> Julie McGee is on the brains tribe. In no, this okay, season? fine. Look, let's think of beauty. So beauty, okay, let, we can put that. No, John Mitch has to be. We have all bronze. <laughs> John Mitch could be brains though, because he's like get, going to dental school now. So obviously he has like the nerd in him. <laughs> I thought he was gonna move to Las Vegas and study wine. No, no, he's doing that on the side. Now. Okay, uh, but yeah, we'll just put Mitch on there, and then beauty would be. Jacqueline. Uh, I think we only got Ju- five. <laughs> no, whatever. Okay, so beauty would be Jacqueline, Julie, uh, Drew. Um, see, Alec, what would Alec be? I'm a meat collector. <laughs> <laughs> He's like not good on challenges, so he can't be on bronze. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I think this is a stretch. Never mind. Like, this is a mess. Never mind. We're, <laughs> <laughs> <this> is, <laughs> get it? <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Big woman. All right. We have to wrap this up. We'll, we'll just yeah. keep doing this all night. All right. Yeah. Uh, so follow Natalie on tw- on Twitter. She's been uh, tweeting about everything at Natalie and on Twitter. Yes. I guess look for Natalie on Bumble. If she likes you, she'll swipe right. If not, you'll never hear from her. Yeah. And if I match with you, like guys are so dumb. Like they'll always send <laughs> oh. the first, yeah, like they'll send me the first message. You guys like, are so dumb. Exactly. Like guys, don't send me the first message. Like, oh my God, I loved you on Survivor. I'm going to unmatch you in 2.5 seconds. What like, should they say? Just don't tell me that off the bat. Like it's so weird because I, I just don't, there's nothing like like then it's just like awkward because I'm like so you don't really like me you just like me on from Survivor so it's awkward because I don't know if like it's just weird like nobody wants to hear that shit oh my god you fool (laughs) yeah so like it's weird what should they say I like you on Amazing Race right no that's worse (laughs) like it's I, I it's really surprising when I get young guys who like that I match with like my age that recognize me from Survivor because I just assume it's an older demographic and like in New York it's not a lot of young people like in the south and in the Midwest yeah but in in like up north in Jersey and New York you don't get a lot of people our age who are really into Survivor who would recognize me and then tell me that hey oh my god I I loved you on Survivor you know do you have like a limit of the youngest that you'll go. Uh, I think it's 25 to 35. 25. Okay. It's, that's pretty young for me. I'm, I'm 29. Okay. So, you know, I'm like, whatever though, I've given myself 10 years as, as my preferences on there. That's that. Look, that's a wide net you're casting. Yeah. Trust me, Rob, you, it's a mess. You need a wide net. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, now this was so much fun. 
Uh, I think people are going to really appreciate it and enjoy it. <laughs> Get the hashtag level three. Level All the best. Three. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you so much. Rob. And you're going to come to the New York know-it-alls. Yes. When right. is it? Uh, it's April 13th. April. Okay. My birthday's on the 11th. So unless I'm on a trip somewhere. Yes, for okay. sure. That's a very tentative. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Only if I'm gone out of the bloody state. Otherwise I'm there. Okay. All right, Natalie, have a good night. Okay. Good night. Take care. Rob. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody, there you have it. Natalie Anderson back here on the podcast. One of my favorite uh, guests to talk to on the podcast. Uh, I always laugh a lot when we talk to Natalie. So hope you guys enjoyed this one. Next up is going to be the voicemail show coming up with Antonio Mazzaro. We're going to take your calls and we'll get that out for you guys sometime early midday Friday. So that's going to be coming up on our voicemail show. Plus, we're going to get into our Big Brother Canada 4 preview with Jordan Parhar. We're going to probably do that on live on Friday afternoon. I think 6 p.m. Eastern is when that's scheduled. And then the amazing race, which Natalie is not watching, but I am. And so is Jessica Lee. And we're going to talk about that live on Friday night at 9.15 p.m. Eastern time. This was a huge week on Rob has a podcast. I think that we're ultimately we're did about like nine or 10 podcasts here uh, this week. So really, a really crazy week, not to mention uh, whatever we did on post show recaps, which was like uh, probably at least for my personal self, uh, at least like four or five more podcasts. So a very busy podcasting week in addition to doing the live show. So Thanks, everybody uh, who checked out the shows. Also, I do appreciate everybody who is a supporter of Robert's Podcast on Patreon. Uh, also checking out our new weekly 5 for 5 cast, which is exclusive for the patrons. If you want to find out more about that, you can visit us at robisawebsite.com slash patron. Have a good one, everybody. Looking forward to hearing what you have to say in the comments, and we'll talk to you again soon. Take care. Bye.